You know, and, the, and, and if, you'll, if you have your Bibles tonight, if you'll turn with us to the book of Exodus, I'll do what I can. I'll, if you don't care, I'll sing you the song the Lord laid on my heart. I'll get you uh, put over here to what we're going to be reading. And then I'll di- uh, dive into the, God's Word and we'll uh, get directly into the message. Thank but the Lord's had this song on my heart. I sung it the other night at church and, uh, and boy, the Lord got all over me. And I, I tell you, I... I just had it on my heart, so I'm going to sing it for you if you don't care. Lately I've been looking back Along this winding road At the old familiar markers Of His mercies I have known I know it may sound simple But it's more than I can explain. There's no better words to tell you than to say God's been good in my life. I've been blessed beyond my wildest dreams. As I go to sleep each night Though I've had my share of hard times By my side you've always stood Through it all God's been good Time's replaying I can see That I've cried some bitter tears But I felt His arms around me As I faced life's darkest fears I've had more gains than losses And I've known more joy than hurt As His grace rolls down upon me Undeserved God's been good in my life. I've been blessed beyond my wildest dreams as I go to sleep each night. Though I've had my share of hard times, by my side you've always stood through it all. God's been good. And can you say tonight that God has been good in your life tonight? I can stand here tonight and tell you. I can stand here for hours and tell you how good God has been in my life. There's been times, Brother Dennis, that I've been down, but God's still good. There's been times tonight where it felt like that I was all alone, but God was there. Amen? Amen. Can you honestly say that tonight? That there's, If you look back in your life and on your testimony, uh, that God has always been there for you. Uh, no matter what you faced in this walk of life, whether you've had to deal with sickness, uh, whether you've had to deal with loss, uh, whether you've had to deal with uh, somebody coming against you, uh, but God has been good in your life. Amen? If you're a saved individual tonight, and you're on your way to heaven, uh, God's been good to you today uh, because He saved you uh, from a devil's hell. Amen. Praise God. But if you have your Bibles, 
Uh, Turn with us over to the book of Exodus chapter number 12. Won't be before you very long. We'll preach what God has laid on our heart and then we'll go to the house. Uh, But the Bible says in Exodus chapter 12, uh, start reading in verse 29. uh, The Bible says this, And it came to pass that at midnight the Lord smote all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, from the firstborn of Pharaoh that sat on his throne, unto the firstborn of the captive that was in the dungeon, and all the firstborn of cattle. And Pharaoh rose up in the night, and all his servants, and all the Egyptians, and there was a great cry in Egypt, uh, that there was not a house where there was not one dead. And he called for Moses and Aaron by night, and said, Rise up and get you forth from among my people, both ye and the children of Israel, and go... Serve the Lord as ye have said. Also take your flocks and your herds as ye have said and be gone and bless me also. You may be seated tonight. Uh, But the Lord uh, directed my heart uh, uh, to a message entitled God uh, will get your attention. Now, uh, the other night I was uh, laying in bed, me and my wife. Uh, I had, uh, uh, we had, uh, I'd spent all day uh, trying to get some things done around the house. And uh, I don't know if I'm like most of you that uh, you've got an old smartphone and you uh, get on there and you listen to, uh, to music. Well, uh, what I like to do is I like to get on there and I like to go on YouTube and I like to uh, listen to the old men of God preach like uh, I was listening the other night to Maze Jackson. I don't know if any of you have ever heard Brother Maze Jackson uh, preach, but what a man of God Maze Jackson uh, was and what the message that he was preaching was uh, when God, uh, God sets your barley fields on fire. Now I began to, uh, I was laying there in bed and my wife was talking. Uh, her sister's recently engaged and uh, they were talking weddings, but I was over there, Brother Dennis, and, the, and, and I heard Maze Jackson preaching and buddy, he was laying it to it. And buddy, I'll tell you what, uh, the Lord started doing something down deep in my soul. I'm feeling God. Praise the Lord. I, as I lay there in my bed and Maze Jackson was preaching about how that, uh, that, this, uh, that God will set your barley fields on fire. I tell you, the, uh, this message began uh, to overflow in my soul. Uh, bless me unto the living God. I began to think about how uh, that w- and there's been times uh, in this Word of God uh, there's been men that God had a plan for them and God had something for them to do now uh, my question for you tonight is uh, has God got something uh, for you to do and if so are you answering the call tonight hey listen to me there's a world out there uh, that God wants to use uh, but they're not willing uh, to answer uh, the call of God Amen. amen but we find here that Moses and Aaron they have been before Pharaoh and no doubt, in my, and no doubt, we, we we read in the Word of God in the Book of Exodus how uh, that he had chance after chance after chance after chance uh, to let God's people go and to let God's people escape the bondage uh, that they were in. Uh, but we find after all the pestilences and after all the things that came against us, uh, the, uh, God said, I'm going to get His attention. Uh, and let me tell you what uh, tonight, uh, like I asked you just a quest- the question, uh, has God got something for you to do? Hey, somebody in here tonight... Uh, God has spoke to you 
and gave you something to do and you're running from it tonight. And you're trying to get away from it tonight. But I'm here to tell you, I've come from old Fort to tell you this. Hey, if you'll just surrender to God, it'll be the best thing that you've ever done. I never thought in my wildest dreams that I would be able to preach the gospel. I never thought in my wildest dreams, brother, that I would be able to stand in a pulpit. I was scared to death, but I'll never forget the night or the morning, praise God. When I surrendered to the call, I surrendered to God. And I'll tell you what, there's been times I've been on the mountain and there's been times that I've been in the valley. But praise God, He's the same God on the mountaintop as He is in the valley. Amen. I'll tell you, I got told by an old man one time when I announced my call to preach, brother, he looked right dead in my face. And he told me, son, you can't preach unless you go get an education. And buddy, I was just absolutely killed. I was, I mean, I was slain, brother. I thought, my goodness, that's not what I've been told my whole life. Uh, But then I had an old man of God. Uh, Praise God. He came down to where I was. And he said, son, don't you listen to that. He said, this is what I want you to do. He said, I want you to find a holler. And I want you to find a laurel thicket. And he said, I want you to crawl up in there. And he said, I want you to call for God. And let me tell you, brother, what I did. I found the holler. And I got in there. And I began to cry out to God. And God gave me something in my life. There have been times... I used to have an old prayer place, me and my brother both. We were, my daddy's always told us, boys, the key to a good, God, to a good life and to a good spiritual life is prayer. Uh, my daddy's harped on that for years and years. And I'll tell you what, I've got it down deep in here. I take it very serious uh, tonight. Uh, but I'll never forget one night, uh, the, uh, the Lord was dealing with me about something, brother, and I needed an answer. I'll tell you what I did. Uh, up there on Pine Cove Road in Old Fort, uh, up there in uh, Eric Ellis, Doc Ellis, some of you may know him. Uh, he's had cows up in that pasture for years. I'll tell you, I've been praying before and them old cows come up and they'll sniff around. Uh, but I'll tell you what, uh, that day it was different. Uh, praise God. I got under an old oak tree up there in that cow pasture and I began to cry out to God. And let me tell you what happened. As I began to pray, uh, there was something that came from a yonder land and that came and hit the top of that hill. Hey, I don't know if them cows, what they thought, uh, but I know what was happening. Uh, There was a Spirit of God uh, that came to where I was. And as I prayed, every limb, every, every, every leaf on that oak tree began to shake. It began to shake. There was a wind blowing down that holler. Uh, but that wasn't what was so spectacular about it. I'll tell you what, what, what made it just, uh, just so good for me uh, was whenever I looked around and none of the leaves were moving around it. It was just where I was sitting. Hey, you say you want something from God. If you'll find a place and get down to business uh, with God, He'll come to where you are. But I began... To look this over. And as, a, as Pharaoh, he, he was asked by Moses, 
He said, God brought me down here. He said, I was taking care of my father-in-law's sheep over in this other part of the land. But God sent me down here to tell you to let my people go. And he, oh, oh, I can see old Pharaoh sitting up on his high throne there. And he said, no, uh, they ain't going nowhere. They ain't getting gone. Well, next thing you know, uh, like I said before, the frogs and the pestilences, uh, they begin to plague the land. But there was one last thing that God wanted to do uh, to get His attention. Uh, there was one thing that God had planned lastly uh, to get His attention. I'll tell you, this scares me absolutely to death. Uh, because this is how serious it is that God can be in your life if you disobey Him. Uh, you say, what is that? Well, if you'll read the book of Exodus, you'll find uh, that, 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 that the Bible says uh, that He was going to come down at the midnight hour and He was going to kill the firstborn. But He instructed the children of Israel that they put blood on the doorpost as an indication that uh, that would be the indication for the Spirit to pass by. Well, Pharaoh didn't get the memo. He didn't get the memo. He didn't want the memo. How many of us in here has God tried to get our attention and you've just bypassed the memo? God's clearly spoke to you told you what He wants you to do. And it may be, it may not be preaching. It may not be teaching. It may be you at Walmart and somebody needs a, 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 a message from God for, from you and you turn away. Uh, that may be the very one that needs help at that very moment. And God has placed it on your heart to do it and yet you've turned away. How many of us in here, if we're honest with ourselves, have been there? I'll raise my hand because I'm not, I am not blameless tonight. I'm just preaching what God gave me. But I began to think about that. And as Pharaoh, as he, uh, I'll never, you know, the, the Bible says at the midnight hour, brother, uh, that there was a cry that he heard. And I can just see old Pharaoh down in his bed, a chamber there, and he's asleep. And next thing you know, he hears the cry. Uh, he hears the, uh, the moaning and the groaning of death. He hears uh, the pain of the mamas that lost their babies. Uh, he heard the moans of the daddies uh, that lost their son. Hey, what's it going to take uh, for God to get your attention tonight? Amen. But as they, as they begin to fall and as they begin to die, Pharaoh, he finally sees. He gets the picture. He says, you know what? That's it. Ain't going to be no more frogs, no more fleas. There ain't going to be no more pestilences. I've had enough. They've done took my, they've done took my firstborn baby. That's it. I'm not having it. They can leave. But the whole point of that story is, is what is it going to take for God to get your attention? As I begin to study this message, the Lord put three things on my heart. I'll preach for just a minute and I'll let you go home. But God's calling, number one. Number two, uh, there's a decision that has to be made uh, when God gives you that call. And number three, God, uh, His answer to disobedience. Uh, Now the Lord directed my heart over to the book of Jonah. uh, Chapter number one. Uh, That story is elementary. uh, But I'm going to tell you, there's a lot to be uh, learned from Jonah. Uh, Jonah was a man. 
God had called uh, to go down to Nineveh to preach uh, to those lost folk and to to do a work down there. And you see in Jonah's life how uh, that Jonah found himself in a moment of fleeing at that time when God had asked him to do something. Then we look down in the Word of God and we find a man by the name of Saul, surnamed Paul. Everybody knows who Saul was. Saul was the man uh, that persecuted the church, that persecuted uh, God's people. He was a man that uh, no doubt went over in the book of Thessalonians. It tells us that he was the Hebrew of Hebrews. He was. Uh, he was. He came up under the under the indoctrination uh, of the Jewish people. He was a Hebrew. He knew the law, and yet he killed God's people. Killed the children of God. And but we find in one day as he was on his way to Damascus, uh, over in the book of Acts, chapter number nine, uh, we find him as he's over going his way on to Damascus, there was a light that shone that shone round about him. And you know what happened to him? He saw Jesus. And when he saw Jesus, Jesus uh, asked him. Or he asked who, he said, who are you? He said, I'm Jesus, whom thou persecutest. What happened to him after that? He lost his sight. And then we find in the book of Exodus a man by the name of Moses. God came to Moses where he was in a burning bush. And he told Moses, what he was going to do. I filled you in on the story of Pharaoh, but Moses had a job to do. And you know what the first thing that came out of Moses' mouth was? Think about it, church. He made an excuse of why he couldn't go. He made an excuse of why that he couldn't go. He said, well, I'm, I'm not an elegant speaker. I can't talk right. Hey, I don't care if you can't talk right, if you can't walk right, I don't care what you've got going on, if God's got something for you to do, go on, amen. But we find how that in that next in the next point I've got is the decision to be made. Well, we find in Jonah's life that he made the decision to flee. He said, you know what? I'm not going to do it. Those people are crazy down there in Nineveh. I ain't going down there. I'm just going to leave. I'm going to flee. I'm going to go my way. I'm going to go down to Tarshish. And I'm going to get on a boat. And I'm going to go down there and I'll be all right. But oh, did he realize. I'm going to tell you, there's going to come a realization one day for you. My realization, whenever God called me into the ministry to preach God's Word, I was was a young man. In 2010, I announced... Uh, my call to preach, and I was a young man, a teenage boy. And then you know what? what my, one of the biggest things was for me, uh, my daddy uh, had had cancer. And I told myself, I said, God, is it because uh, that I have turned and I have not accepted uh, this call that you have? Uh, those things ran through my mind. Uh, but I'm going to tell you what, I got peace from that, brother. Uh, that great morning, uh, whenever it got so big in my life uh, that I couldn't handle it no more. Yeah. And that's what it will do in your life, too. Yeah. The call of God will get so big in your life that you'll not, you won't have, you won't know what to do. You won't know what direction to go. 
Only thing you can do is call out to the Master. All you can do is say, Lord, here I am. Lord, here I am. What did He say? He said, send me. Praise God. How many of you in here tonight are are willing vessels? How many of you in here? Raise your hand. Raise your hand. How many of you in here are willing vessels and are willing uh, to do something for God? If you're willing to do something for God, you better open your ear. You better open your ear because, if you, listen, when God came and when Jesus uh, came to this earth, uh, when He was uh, old enough to get up and go, uh, whenever He was uh, going out uh, to find His disciples, what did He say to the disciples? He said, I'm going to make you fishers of men. What does He mean by that? He said, is He mean, oh, I'm going to get you a Abu Garcia rod? Get you out there tossing it out there. No, that ain't exactly what that means. Uh, what it means is, is he's going to get you out there in the highways and the hedges and compel them to come in. Amen. Where's our witness at? One of my questions tonight. Have we practiced our witness? I was talking to a boy today. I love this boy to death. Me and him work together. We, we go to church together. Uh, we're around each other probably more than I'm... I mean, honestly, we're around each other more than I am with my own wife. I work with this boy. I love him. He's a good... He just announced his call to preach. And I was talking with him today. And I told him, I said, Brother, I said, you know what I want more than anything? I want people to be able to see Jesus in me. Amen. I want to be able that whenever I walk into the store, brother, I want the people to know that there's something different about me. I want people to know that there's something different about my life. And I I don't want people to have any doubt about that. And we got to begin, begin to talk there. And I'm not going to tell you his name, but I'm going to tell you a little bit about his testimony. This boy, he was running from God so hard. Not too long ago, he ran so hard to get away from God. He, he did everything that he could to get away from God. But there came a morning, he was... You know, one morning we had a, we had a senior a, a breakfast down at the church. All the seniors, we were feeding them. And we had got there about 4 o'clock in the morning, brother. And next thing you know, we get a call and it said that he's wrecked, him and his wife. They hit a patch of black ice and they hit and skidded off the road and they hit a guy wire on one of them old poles we work on and snapped the pole and his, his vehicle was on its top. And he, he told me this, this is his testimony. He said whenever we crawled out of that vehicle that morning, <clears throat> excuse me, whenever we crawled out of that vehicle that morning, he said, it scared me to my core. He said, it scared me so bad. He said, oh, my wife had water on her jacket. And he said, it scared me so bad. He said, I thought my wife's blood was on her jacket. And he said, it scared me. He said, but in the next moment of time, he said, uh, that he began to listen. And all he could hear was the man of God preaching on a CD that he had had put in his CD player, he heard the man of God telling about the goodness of God. And it changed something in him. Yeah. 
And I was speaking with him one day and I said, Brother, I said, I'll tell you what God was doing at that moment in time. God was getting your attention. God was gripping your mind. He was not only gripping your mind, but He was gripping your heart. You say, well, that was just a vehicle. Oh no. Listen to me, you don't understand. Oh, whenever you, I don't know how many of you in here have ever worked for the fire department. Any of you in here? How many of you in here ever been to a bad car accident? Yeah. I go to a lot of them. Yeah. I, I have to with my job. If there's a pole involved, I have to go. I've been to uh, I've I've been to a a, a, a wreck where I, I saw a woman that had got crushed up by a skinner. It ran her plumb over and flattened her flat onto the ground. I've been to them where that people uh, they have been so badly uh, hurt uh, because of the, uh, the the situation uh, that they were going through in that moment uh, that they uh, they died. They said to come uh, to their their wounds. I've been there. I know what it is. And you say, well, it's just a car accident. No, honey, it ain't. That was God. Getting his attention. And I've preached this and I've preached this uh, to to try to get you to understand uh, whoever you are tonight uh, that God wants you. He needs you. He needs you to get a grip on yourself and learn uh, that if you'll just trust Him, He'll come through in a mighty way. God doesn't like disobedience. You say, God won't do that. God won't take something from me. You better be careful. You say, God God wouldn't do that. He's a just God. He wouldn't do that. He wouldn't take nothing from me. Y'all all know you've had him preach behind this sacred desk. Jason Nunley. I love him. He's a man of God that I've, been, I've came up under uh, for years and years. I love Brother Jason Nunley. And uh, Brother Jason Nunley, he was preaching a message one night. And he was telling about a boy that he worked with. And he said that this boy, every breath, Brother Dennis, every breath that came out of his mouth was a cuss word. Every, every word was a cuss word. And he said he got curious. And he said he went over there and said he worked down at UPS. And he said he got a little old tally sheet that they use uh, that they they, they marked the boxes off uh, as they put them on the truck. And he said how that he got that tally sheet and he sat there and he began to check. Every time that boy uh, would say a cuss word, he would check it off. And he said in just a few minutes, he said, next thing you know, he walked over there to him and he showed him. He said, do you know, do you realize uh, that you have said over a hundred uh, cuss words within such a short amount of time? He said, no preacher, there ain't no way. You say, what happened to him? I'll tell you what Jason said. The devil had his mind tied up said next thing you know he said he began to talk to that boy told him how he actually told him this story right here how that Pharaoh lost his firstborn son and he said how that uh, he told him the story and he looked right in Jason Nunley's face and he said I wouldn't serve a God that would take my firstborn son that's some audacity right there He said it wasn't a couple weeks down the road. He said that man and his wife and his firstborn son had pulled into the store. And they had every intention to go into the store. 
to go in there for just a few minutes to grab a couple things. While they were in the store, they left their little youngin in the car with the car running. And when they got into the store, they met some friends in there and they began to talk. And 10 minutes turned into about 45 minutes. And in that 45 minutes, the car had shut off. Middle of summer, the baby was gone. His firstborn son was gone. You say, that's terrible. Yes, it is terrible. But he said about two weeks later, after that young man had lost his firstborn son, said he'd come into the, where he was at UPS. He walked up to Preacher Jason. He said, Preacher Jason, he said, God has got my attention now. I don't know what that does to you. Boy, but I'll tell you what it does for me. It heightens my senses, preacher. It makes me, it makes me want to do everything I can uh, to know uh, that I'm doing everything that I can for God. Amen. The question I have for you tonight is this. Is God calling? Can I have the pianist come? I'm going to give an invitation for just a few minutes. I feel like somebody needs to pray tonight. How long has it been? God has called you and called you and called you and He's knocked and knocked and knocked and no Is it going to get to the point where God has to come knocking and, and, and knock your door in to get your attention? Is He going to have to take something out of your life so that you can uh, see only Him? Ask yourself the question tonight. Ask yourself the question. If you'll just give in to God, uh, God will give you something better in return. Does somebody need to pray tonight? Does somebody need to come to the altar tonight and pray? Because if, you, if you're here tonight and God has something for you to pray about and you sit back and don't do anything, uh, you'll find yourself in a bad spot. Amen. I preach this because I love you. I preach this because this is what God wants for me. The thing about life is, is that sometimes things happen and we don't understand why that they happen. We don't understand why uh, they are the way that they are. But God has a plan for you. Amen. God has something in store for you if you'll just surrender to Him. If you'll just go to where He is, uh, God will help you out. Thank God for the times in my life where God had to, uh, God had to get my attention, uh, but He didn't take away the things that were precious to me. I don't ever want to get into a spot where uh, that God has to take something away uh, to put something back. God help these folks. Lord, I, I love you tonight, Jesus. I love you with all my heart. I thank you, Lord, for loving me. I thank you, Lord, for dying on the cross, shedding your blood on Calvary. God, for me, Lord, I don't deserve salvation. I deserve hell tonight. But I'm so glad uh, that one day, that Lord, you walked up Golgotha's brow. Uh, Lord, you walked up Golgotha's brow for me. Uh, Lord, and you laid your life down on the old rugged tree. Oh, Lord, if I could give you anything back. Oh, Lord, all I've got is this old flesh. All I've got is myself. 
want to give you back tonight, God. I pray that you'll help your people tonight. I pray, God, that you would give them what they need. Uh, God, if there's somebody running, I pray, God, that you would uh, give them, Lord, uh, the direction they need to go, God. Uh, back to you, Lord, tonight. I love you. I thank you, Lord. I praise your holy name tonight, Jesus. Help us, Lord. I love you, Jesus.